Hey there, freedom-loving carnivores. It's Jeff Dornick from Freedom First Network, and I've got a message for you. Are you tired of feeling like your beef choices are under siege? Well, fellow patriots, it's time to fight back with Prepper All Naturals. That's right, folks. In a world where the beef industry is under constant attack, Prepper All Naturals is here to stand tall and proud as a veteran-owned beacon of quality, taste, and freedom. When the guys at Prepper All Natural set out to provide you with the finest beef products, they knew they had a duty to defend America's beef legacy, and that's why we're proud to partner with them, bringing you the best of what this great land has to offer. Whether it's their succulent freeze-dried beef cubes or their premium freezer boxes packed with steaks and roasts, we're redefining what it means to enjoy beef today and tomorrow. And let me tell you folks, their freeze-dried beef isn't just delicious, it's built to last. With proper stores, their beef cubes can maintain their quality and freshness for up to a decade, ensuring you'll never have to compromise on taste or nutrition. But wait, there's more. They're not just in the business of selling beef. They're in the business of defending freedom. That's why they promise to never sell you anything less than 100% all-American natural beef. No lab-grown imposters, no experimental jabs, and certainly no compromises with the woke agenda. So, fellow beef enthusiasts, join us in our mission to protect America's beef legacy. Visit freedomfirstbeef.com and use code FFM for 15% off your order. Because when you choose Prepper All Naturals, you're not just eating well today, you're eating well tomorrow. And together... We'll ensure that beef remains a symbol of freedom for generations to come. Prep for all naturals, where beef meets freedom. Hey, welcome back to the two mics. We just want to let you know, uh, this is, I guess, the third or fourth time Naomi Wolf's been on our show. And uh, we covered a lot of territory on this latest podcast. Why I'm telling you this is, if this is a very long podcast. And you're going to need to listen to the whole podcast, whether you take it in bites, one quarter, half a bite, you know, you want to listen to the entire show. It's very, very serious to all of our listeners in America and around the globe. This is one that you want to tune in on. Now, you might know some of this stuff. We don't know that. But in case you don't, we want to inform you and we want you to inform other people. And we thank you for listening. Four, three, two, one. Hey, welcome back to Two Mike. You're all with Dr. Michael Shoyer and Colonel Mike. And before we get to today's guest on the screen, which we're very happy to have back, don't forget to go to twomikes.us, twomikes.us. See Ira, the mentor on the bench, our gold guy. He's been with us now three years. So contact Ira, anything to do with silver, gold, any kind of metals, and he's fair and he's decent and he's not a goner. So don't remember, it's ourgoldguy.com and EMP Shield. Everybody out in Kansas, made in Kansas, sold in Kansas. Let's go right to it. Naomi, welcome back to the two mics. Naomi Wolf's with us, that lovely lady who wrote the book, The Body of Others. And how are you, dear? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me back. It's great to talk to you both again. Yes. And the last time we spoke, we're going to continue. You were in the house in Alexandria and you had to vacate. <laughs> you, well, you could just update us from then. We were speaking to some medical doctors on the last show. And that went over very well. So let's continue from there, Naomi. Go ahead. That was really great. Um, this whole effort, you know, that I've shared with your audience and other audiences, which is so historic, in which um, 3,500 doctors and scientists and 
nurses and medical fraud investigators and biostatisticians and lab clinicians and you know, biological scientists and so on have united to volunteer to read through the tens of thousands of documents released under court order uh, when the FDA lost a lawsuit. Um, and these are documents that the FDA had asked the court to keep hidden for 75 years. Well, these brave souls have issued 76 reports now um, based on the, the reading of these documents. And, and they've, you know, as I shared earlier with your audience, they have identified and exposed the greatest crime against humanity in recorded history. Um, you know, 1,225 deaths in three months. Um, I'm sorry for my puppy barking. Uh, I will appease him. Um, there are, you know, tens of thousands of neurological events, strokes, hemorrhages. Uh, I mean, I won't recap all the headlines because I know I shared them earlier, but I'll remind people that the centerpiece of these documents is a 360 degree attack on human reproduction. And that was knowing, that was intentional, that was fully documented in this Mengele style you know, scientific documentation of the, the babies they were murdering in utero and the breast milk they were poisoning and the placentas they were compromising and the ovaries being packed with lipid nanoparticles, you know, all of it, chamber of horrors. And now we have indeed, predictably, a 13 to 20% drop in live births. Uh, it, this is government databases around the world, but especially in the West. And there are a million missing babies in Europe. So it is a depopulation agenda. There's no uh, way around it. Now, um, last time we talked, it was very wonderful because these heroes and heroines have really been behind the scenes. A lot of them ask to be behind the scenes because they would lose their jobs or face other kinds of backlash if uh, they were known to be doing this work. And actually, when I met the volunteers, I was very sad to find that a lot of them are being like ostracized by their families for doing this work. I mean, including, you know, uh, close family members um, for, for doing this heroic life-saving work. So it was really nice uh, when we last spoke because I happened to have some of the volunteers with me in um, Arlington because we were having a book party to honor them for their work, which we published in book format. And so they got to talk to you all and you got to meet them. And it was just nice for me to see them get, you know, the, the credit that they abundantly deserve and, um, and, and that they were willing to step a little bit into the limelight because these people have really saved millions of lives. It was great. Yes, it was great. Go ahead, Dr. Mike. You know, uh, Naomi, it's, I've looked at stuff. Some stuff has come up from your group on the, uh, on the internet. And uh, the discussions we've had, and can can you fathom why no one has been indicted, no one has been charged with with running this massacre? Why? Yeah, I mean, what I options are? What option is there? Yeah. Uh, well, I I will answer that. Um, so. You know, I've shared with your audience, I believe, that my independent research found that this injection is manufactured by China, essentially. Um, there's an MOU of BioNTech, Pfizer's subsidiary, which makes the injection with the Chinese Communist Party. Um, the SEC filing for BioNTech for 2021 shows as 100% completed a tech transfer of all the IP to China 
meaning China owns the formulation, um, China owns the manufacturing process, China owns the distribution process, and so on. And China's opened 14 manufacturing plants and in, the, in Western Europe for this injection and other medications, which should scare us all, and two uh, manufacturing plants in America, in um, Andover, Massachusetts, and Princeton, New Jersey. So China's in charge of this. And they, um, you know, as my husband, who's been in military intelligence and intelligence his whole career points out, they want our land, they want our ports, they want our water resources, they want our energy grid, they want our food supplies, they don't want our population. So, you know, I, I have come to believe uh, his argument and others that we are under attack by China. And, you know, China allied with the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, the UN, but that these globalists with China don't want the US to be a superpower. They want it to be a feudal kind of adjunct or breadbasket for China and the globalist plans for a, you know, I'm just say one world government via the WHO or using public health as a pretext. Um, and that we're, you know, we're under attack to achieve that outcome. And if you just look at the last few years, and I promise I'm answering your question very shortly, uh, you know, everything from the derailments with toxic chemicals, the uh, cyber attacks, the um, effort to get us all onto a an energy grid controlled by China, which is what, you know, I support green, you know, whatever environmentally conscious policies, but going completely from fossil fuels to a, a solar energy grid puts all of our energy in the hands of China, which makes, you know, basically makes these products, um, you know, everything, our culture, our universities, uh, our, our, the demoralization of us in our culture, the attack on our um, symbols, the way our president never says, and God bless the United States of America, even though presidents have ended their speeches that way for decades, the way our president looks at his watch during a military funeral. You know, those are, all these things are not accidental. They're deliberate, you know, our open borders with millions of people who are not American and who grew up in tyrannical regimes uh, pouring into the border, the the firing of um, I important uh, people with expertise who are American, like healthcare workers and soldiers and sailors and doctors and nurses, uh, using the mandates, medical mandates as a pretext, the replacement of those people um, by unskilled, you know, workers from other countries who aren't used to living in a democratic society, like all of this. Uh, you know, now I'll mention the wildfires in Canada and the way it just happens to allow, you know, I was in New York on June 8th and a giant orange cloud of poison descended on the city, which categorically looked nothing like any wildfire smoke I've ever witnessed, seen, experienced. And, and I it didn't there. smell like it either. It didn't, it didn't smell, smell like it either, right? Totally. It was just a giant cloud of some horrible toxin. And, um, you know, two weeks later, I, I, had appendicitis and nearly died, you know, and, and it turns out that air pollution is linked to appendicitis. But I mean, that's just one example. There have been these air, like toxic air across the United States. No one is asking questions about it. It doesn't look like wildfire smoke and people are getting very, very sick. Folks, listen up. I've got something crucial to share with you today. 
In this uncertain world, you need to be prepared for anything, especially when it comes to your health. That's where The Wellness Company comes in, offering you peace of mind in a box with their medical emergency kit. Picture this. You're faced with a medical emergency and you need quick, effective treatment. The Wellness Company's medical emergency kit is like having a strategic arsenal of life-saving medications right at your fingertips. From proven treatments like ivermectin to generic Z-Packs and amoxicillin, this kit has got you covered. But that's not all. Every kit comes with a medical emergency guidebook, ensuring you have the knowledge to use these medications safely and effectively. It's like having a medical professional right there with you when you need it most. And here's the kicker. Use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. That's right, folks. 10% off, peace of mind in a box. Don't wait until it's too late. Get your medical emergency kit today and be ready for whatever comes your way. Stay safe, stay prepared with a wellness company. Again, use code FFN to get 10% off your medical emergency kit at twc.health/ffn. you know, bronchitis, emphysema, uh, other illnesses, you know, were again being locked down, told to stay inside, told to mask up, uh, told to remote work. So all of this is just to say, I believe we're under attack and it's serious. And soon it will turn into a kinetic war because those millions of people across the border include, you know, fighting age men. It's very easy for Chinese or UN or mercenary troops to cross the border in from Canada, because you know China wholly owns Canada, and China's trying to establish a base or is going to establish a base on Cuba, where they can launch nuclear attacks at us or um, they can launch cyber attacks on our on our cyber grid. So it's all really bad. And why is no one getting prosecuted for the deaths and sterilizations and maimings from this injection? Well. You know, Hunter Biden's laptop and emails explain that um, his dad and, and the Biden family took millions of dollars, it appears, from the Chinese Communist Party. So they're owned by China. It turns out this happened since I last spoke to you. It's a bombshell. Our volunteers, actually a very brave volunteer named Gianti Kunadasan in Australia, an anesthesiologist who was threatened with the loss of her medical license for the crime of introducing me and my colleague, Amy Kelly, by video at a conference for Australian doctors who were concerned about the side effects they were seeing, um, she and her co-author, Ed Clark, found that Pfizer had the data to, it, it, was, it was falsified data, but they had it, right? And they used it later um, to announce that the vaccine was quote unquote safe and effective by October 29th, 2020. And their contract with the Department of Defense compelled them to announce it by October 30th, 2020. Um, and by their own amendment to the contract, they had enough data points to announce it when President Trump was being attacked every single day on the campaign trail for not doing enough to end the lockdowns, not doing enough to deal with COVID. You recall that. Well, they held back that announcement till November 9th six days after President Biden allegedly won the election. And then uh, Borla, the CEO of Pfizer, uh, gave an appearance on television and said, wow, fantastic, amazing news. It's 95% safe and effective. Using that same data. So what I'm saying is they violated their own contract in order to withhold an announcement that would have benefited President Trump uh, in a hotly contested 
U.S. presidential election. A German-Chinese company gamed the outcome of the United States presidential election. Do you think the IP was transferred from America so we wouldn't be able to, let's say, sue China? Is that what you're thinking, Naomi? Well, the IP never really belonged to America. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because I haven't read the terms of the contract with the Department of Defense. That's a good question. Um, I mean, BioNTech and Pfizer are not American companies in any way. Um, And, you know, I have to say, like, just as as an aside, anyone who thinks about geopolitics should think about how dangerous it is that we now have these gigantic global corporations that distribute things as important as medicine in country after country, how easy it is to engage in political warfare by using, you know, kinds of uh, corporations. Why did the IP get transferred to China? I mean, I think the IP got transferred to China so that China could, you know, kill us basically because Mm -hmm. that's what they're doing. Um, I, I, I don't know who who was the party that, I mean, I guess you're raising such an important question, who owned the IP? I don't think the Department of Defense owned the IP. I think they would have been licensing it, um, mm-hmm. which you know should make you ask questions too, because you, your taxpayer dollars and mine went by the billions to entities like Pfizer and Moderna to develop these injections, right? But we don't have the IP. We're not benefiting from it. You know, the mm-hmm. United States government, I will bet you, does not did not retain, well, I know they didn't retain it because it was transferred to China. Um, but what, what the SEC filing shows is that BioNTech owned it and then transferred it to China. So I guess that's the answer. Um, yeah. The United States always only licensed it, as I understand it, and BioNTech, which was a German and then a German-Chinese company, transferred it to China. So um, I guess it's like it's World War II, almost. It's not yet World War II. You're Britain. You contract for a bunch of medicine or you know weapons from Germany. <laughs> you know, Germany creates an alliance with Italy and Japan, and then... Uh, you know, makes sure that it sends you faulty weapons or poisonous medicine as World War II begins. Mm -hmm. Hey, gang, don't forget. There it is. You see it up there, network radio. You click over there and then you subscribe. Okay. When you subscribe, you'll get the, the email. The new show is out. Don't forget when you go on the website on twomics.us, you click on the Apple there. For you Apple listeners on Apple Podcast, it's right there on the website, twomics.us. Click right there. It'll take you right to Apple, and it'll take you right to Network Radio. It'll take you right to Rumble. Hey, if you like Rumble and you like the videos, and a lot of people do, that's great. You know what? Just click whatever it is that they like. I think it's an algorithm thing. You know, we went from 60,000 to 30,000, 10,000. We're down to whatever. I don't know if we're being banned, shadow banned, ghost ridden, canceled, woke. I don't know what they're doing to us, but Rumble is not our best place to be anymore. So, you know, if you like the video, network radio is up fast. 
and then Freedom and everybody else gets in, Spotify, Pandora, uh, you know, there's so many. Whatever you're listening to, fine, just click on it. But if you want to subscribe and get the, the newest and the latest and the greatest, you go to the network radio, bam, and then you go to the website, click Apple. If you're on Apple Podcasts and you're around the globe, click Apple on the on the twomikes.us. I think I said it right, twomikes.us. Yeah, that, that's us, twomikes.us. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can always email and comment. Don't forget to read the blog. We put up some things every couple of days, I guess, Dr. Mike and I. So again, enjoy the show. It sounds like that. And then the Republicans knew about this too, I'm sure. It's not just Democrats, but the Republicans on the on the Hill had to be involved in some way knowing what's going on in the Department of Defense. I'd like, to, I'd really like to know. I mean, this brings us, a lot of senior people would have known, right? I mean, a shocking thing to me in looking at, um, Gianti Kunadasan's, Dr. Kunadasan's and Ed Clark's report is that Pfizer had no compunction defrauding the United States government and violating its contract with the Department of Defense. Like I would be scared to violate a contract with the Department of Defense. I mean, that is not a trivial thing. You know, that is a giant risk. And they did it, you know, unhesitatingly and, and weirdly, like who was tasked at the DOD with enforcing that contract, who ignored the fact that they didn't get a deliverable on October 30th, that they had, you know, taken legal hours to write up and, and secure, you know, very senior people would have known that something really important, an update from Pfizer about whether its vaccine was safe and effective was not delivered before the United States election per the contract. Um, well, it makes somebody believe, Naomi, it makes somebody, I'm sorry to cut you off. It makes somebody believe that the people at the Department of Defense, Pentagon, whatever, they had to be in on it. I mean, it had, they had to be in on it. There's no way else. I don't think there's any other thing to conclude um, because it's billions of dollars and it's a giant deliverable that didn't get delivered. And yeah, someone important was tasked with overseeing that contract. There's, there's no question about it. And, you know, there would have been, people are not idiots at the Department of Defense. M multiple hands that had touched that contract would have understood if you're working in government, the importance in an election year of something being delivered before versus after the election, like something hugely politically important. And again, speaking as a former political consultant, if President Trump had been able to say, oh, look on my watch, you know, we have we are releasing 95% safe and effective vaccine, even if that turned out to be a lie, right, which it was, um, that would have been a 10 to 15 point boost in the polls for him. Instead, he got hammered, hammered, hammered. Like that was the centerpiece of the campaign at that point. And of Biden's campaign is, is uh, President Trump's alleged mishandling of COVID and the fact that there's no vaccine, everyone was locked down. Um, Biden promised to change that. And then again, with my political consultant hat on, what a gift to the incoming Biden administration that six days after the election, that the administration gets this kind of blessing of Borla saying, you know, now, now we have this, um, this vaccine that's going to liberate everybody. Uh, to your point about who knows, another good thing that's happening when you ask about accountability. So all, all of my background, background narrative there about how corrupt this administration is and how treasonous um, just goes to 
the Department of Justice would be the people to bring these evildoers to account and they answer to the biggest evildoer, right? So I don't expect to see accountability under this administration. Um, they have every reason to conceal these crimes because they're a thousand percent complicit. And we know they're complicit because uh, Jeff Landry, the AG of Missouri, uh, made a successful lawsuit against the Biden administration and found that the White House, the CDC, the DHS, and others colluded with big tech to silence critics of the vaccine rollout, people warning about deaths. Me, I personally was silenced by these people uh, colluding in an unconstitutional way when I was warning about um, fertility harms, which we now see. So the, the, there's blood all over this administration's hands. It's their crime. Um, so we're not going to get it from the DOJ. Having said that, there are other avenues. Um, there are some lawsuits and there is some progress. Brooke Jackson, who is a whistleblower from Ventavia, which was one of the sites that tested the Pfizer vaccine, and she told the FDA that there were horrible violations going on, and the FDA blew her off, and then she was fired, you know, like a few days later, as I recall. Um, she sued the Biden administration. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. She sued Pfizer. And first, her uh, lawsuit was dismissed, but then she appealed. And yesterday it was announced that her appeal could go forward. So that's great. Huge. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. And it's also good for us because we too have sued Pfizer. We have two teams actually, um, one out of Ohio and one out of LA. The Ohio team has 10 plaintiffs who were harmed by the Pfizer vaccine. And that's a lawsuit for reckless endangerment. And that's um, in we, we are now in discussion with the Department of Justice on that front. And the other lawsuit, well, it's a 40-page um, demand that the Department of Justice open a, an investigation um, into Pfizer for fraud. And um, that that is in play. And if that goes forward, it's exciting in terms of what you were asking me about, because our lawyers have asked to FOIA the... Um, the emails about contracting, and that'll show exactly who in the government was or wasn't in on the deception that Pfizer was um, engaged in. And I'm sure it's going to be a lot of people. Mike? Uh, Naomi, would you say, and I, I assume the answer is yes, but it, that the evidence is overwhelming now that this was definitely uh, a, an effort to poison people, to kill them, to... Um, reduce uh, uh, population growth to ruin uh, reproductive systems in human beings? Is that, it seems to me that's the only conclusion from our discussions with you, which have been extraordinarily informative. Thank you. Uh, uh, that's the only conclusion you can come to. So, you know, I really don't reach that conclusion lightly. And every, you know, I'm a journalist and I need facts and I need independently confirming facts. Sadly, um, anyone who reads the Pfizer documents book um, that has almost 50 of these reports is gonna reach the same conclusion. Um, there's no way to escape this conclusion now with the evidence that, we, that I've seen and that our team has presented and that others have presented. Um, what are some of the key points of evidence that led me to reach this sad conclusion? Well, one is that Pfizer knew that they were dis de destroying women's capacity to bear children, uh, and they um, kind of tabulate that in 
excruciating scientific detail, multiple places in the Pfizer documents, and they kept going. Um, I mean, there's this one chart, and I don't know if I've shared it with, described it to your audience, if so, forgive me, but it's it's chilling to me as a woman because it's um, a, it's very Mengele type science. And I, again, I don't say that lightly, I'm Jewish. My grandmother lost nine siblings to the Holocaust. It's Mengele science. Um, it's a chart that shows 20 different horrible things they knew they were doing to women's menstrual cycles, ranging from bleeding every day of your life to horrible hemorrhaging of weird tissue to no periods at all, meaning no babies, to two periods a month, to 80-year-old women bleeding, 10-year-old girls bleeding upon being injected, um, you know, agonizing, debilitating cramps, you know, like 20 different scientific names for d- disgusting ruination of women's menstrual health and health, right? Because these are disabling conditions, a lot of them. And in each like cell of this spreadsheet, there would be five figure numbers, like 10,000 women are hemorrhaging, 15,000 women bleed every day, you know, all the way down. Um, and they just kept going. Like they knew they were doing this to tens of thousands of women within three months, because that's the time span that the Pfizer documents represent. And they kept going. So the fact that they were, and remember, COVID is a respiratory virus. Why are you looking at women's menstrual cycles? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's so much focus on mammalian reproduction, every aspect of mammalian reproduction in the you know, examination of the data that these people were doing. They have a table showing that babies were dying from nursing from vaccinated moms because the lipid nanoparticles and the mRNA and the spike protein and the um, polyethylene glycol, which is a petroleum product, enter the breast milk of vaccinated moms. So they've got this poor baby going into convulsions after nursing from a vaccinated mom, having multi-organ system failure and dying in the ER. And they just note it. And then they have a chart about all the ways that babies are getting sick from nursing vaccinated moms. A similar kind of chart. This many babies have swelling, edema swelling of their flesh. This many babies are feverish. This many babies have convulsions. This many babies have chills. This many babies are sleepless and inconsolable. Like they're torturing tiny babies, right? By knowing that there's poison in the breast milk of the the women that they've injected who are nursing. And, and And they know they've killed one baby through letting these babies nurse from vaccinated moms and they just keep going. Right. Um, those are just two examples. They, the fact that they warned vaccinated men not to have, this will be upsetting to vaccinated men. I'm sorry, but I think it's better to know. They caution vaccinated men in their trials, not to have intercourse with, um, childbearing age women. And if they did so to use two reliable forms of contraception and they defined um, exposure to the vaccine as skin contact, inhalation, and sexual intercourse, especially at conception, right? So A, it's respiratory pathogen. Why are you warning vaccinated men not to ejaculate and father a child, you know, with a, a woman of childbearing age? Like, what does Pfizer know that we don't know about 
damage to either damage to a woman or damage to a zygote, you know, or an embryo, we don't know, or both maybe, you know, from whatever is in the semen of vaccinated men, you know, which Pfizer defines as exposure to the vaccine, right, through the sexual fluids from vaccinated men. Um, why are they even looking at that? It's it's a respiratory pathogen, right? So they knew they were damaging or could damage um, embryos or um, women who were uh, wanted to conceive. Um, another example, this is absolutely disgusting. They mated vaccinated male rats with unvaccinated female rats, sacrificed both and analyzed the cells of their sexual organs. You know, like, what are you looking at? Why are you looking at this, right? They it's wanted to make sure they could kill people. That's what they were doing. They were trade. They wanted to make sure they could depopulate the earth. Exactly right. Or that they could sterilize people. And do you know what's really missing, really missing to date in the Pfizer documents is analysis of like nasal mucosa, analysis of, you know, lungs, like the nominally you, all this fear about exchanging, you know, the particles and the droplets through breath, totally uninterested in the Pfizer documents. It's all about ruining um, sex, conception, uh, babies, breastfeeding, and I guess another example, and I'll leave it there, is there's this horrific section. Well, I mentioned last time the 80% miscarriage and spontaneous abortion rate. But there's another section where they literally kill two babies in utero, and they define it as the babies died early in the womb from, quote, transplacental exposure, end quote, to the vaccine. Wow. Knew that. And chillingly, this was April 10th, 2021, that they wrote up this specific report. I mean, this is the most shocking of the Pfizer documents, in my view. They wrote up this report showing that um, placent transplacental exposure kills babies in utero and poisons and makes ill uh, nursing babies. They sent it to the White House and to uh, the FDA and to the CDC, presumably. Three days later, Dr. Walensky called a White House press conference at which she announced that the data were in that the vaccine is safe and effective for pregnant women, that she recommends that pregnant women take the vaccine, and that there is no bad time for a woman planning to get pregnant, to get vaccinated before your pregnancy, during your pregnancy, after your pregnancy. She had this report that it was killing babies and poisoning babies who were nursing in her hands before she gave that speech. Wow. Is that up on the web still or they must have pulled it down, I guess, right? I, I haven't checked the CDC website recently. Well, well, that's amazing information today. Go ahead, Mike. They sound like they're even more uh, organized and uh, mission oriented than even the Germans or the Russians and the way they treated people in their camps. It, it is a it is, it is a fact we seem to have created a republic that can do everything but defend itself against, yeah, it, yeah. against ty tyrannical rulers, against intentional mass murderers, against pedophiles, against child traffickers. It's, it's an extraordinary situation, really. We've never faced anything like this before, that's for sure. Well, certainly we haven't, and we certainly haven't, haven't faced this multiple front attack on, on everything that is uh, part of being an American or part of being a human being. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's an odd, uh, it's almost like a plague 
It's certainly like a plague. I mean, I I totally agree with you. I mean, you're right to talk about Nazis and um, Soviet totalitarianism. totalitarianism. Um, I just wrote an essay in which I was defending RFK Jr. for remarks he's made about the Holocaust because I compare this to the Holocaust all the time. It's so like this methodology was, um, it, it wasn't born, invented in 2020. It it was invented in the early 1930s. The Nazis used public health in the early 1930s and weaponized doctors and nurses and uh, medical organizations to uh, kind of solidify their ideology and to justify creating a two-tier society. And then by 1939, to justify euthanizing impaired people and eventually to euthanize, uh, well, exterminate Jews. Um, but that was a kind of a, a 10-year process. Um, uh, and it started with exactly what we're seeing, which is the, the enlisting of the healthcare establishment by the state to do horrible things to human beings um, and, and the kind of rationalizing of it um, by using public health uh, ideology. And I think you're also right that the global kind of... Um, assailants against humanity. And the subtitle of my book, The Bodies of Others, is um, The War Against Humanity, um, which is what we're in. They have uh, capabilities that the Stalinists and and the Nazis didn't have. Like they have 360 degree surveillance technologies and the ability to process all of our data uh, so that like I nearly died in a hospital two weeks ago. And I was really scared that there was some sort of like dissident emoji next to my name in the giant database that had my medical information because they, you know, they were doing what I've heard has happened to people throughout this pandemic. They, you know, I was four or five days without food or water. And then they said, okay, like if your vitals subside, we'll put you on a feeding tube. And I'm like, I'm going to die, you know, and and so many people's loved ones have been denied food and water. Um, you know, they've been overdosed with opiates in the hospital and euthanized, essentially. Dr. McCullough says that people are being euthanized in Europe in hospitals. And um, Scott- in Canada, Sh- I also understand, ma'am. Sorry? I also understand that's happening in Canada. I, I, yes, that's correct. It's legal and overt in Canada. And it's, of course, spreading and spreading as these things do. And- um, Scott Shara, who is the father of a beautiful young lady who is sadly now deceased, who had had Down syndrome, he believes that his daughter was medically murdered and euthanized. And I I guess where I'm going with all of this is um, these evildoers have capabilities that the Nazis could have only dreamt of. So you're right to fear because they were able to put you know, formerly free democracies into a state of like feudalism with constant surveillance and punishing of dissidents and dragging people off to quarantine camps in, in formerly robust democracies like Australia and, and Canada and the United Kingdom. Well, in fact, they were, they were easiest ones to do it. That's the striking thing is that the English speaking countries were the easiest to subdue. The people who carried the flag of liberty for so long. It's, uh, it's extraordinary. Yeah. Don't get me started because I won't say nice things. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm so shocked and disappointed at 
how, you know, the cradles of free speech and birth of parliamentary process, the United Kingdom rolled over, you know, shocking that Australia, which knows about incarceration from its own history, um, you know, a robust democracy overwhelmingly rolled over. And same, same thing with Canada. People are way too compliant. Without a doubt. Well, I could say on that one, Naomi and Mike, the only thing I could say is they did because they don't have a Second Amendment and they don't have weapons. Totally agree. And I think, yeah, that's the only thing. Hey, we got to wrap it up. It's so good to have you back. Thank you. And giving us all this information. Thank you. I appreciate being able to talk to you and your audience. Thank you. Well, anytime, come back again. Any, any more news you have, anything you want to give the audience, please get in touch with us and come back and see us again already. That's very kind. And may I ask your audience to support our work by um, sure. Pfizer book, which is called Pfizer Documents Research Analysis Reports. It's on dailyclout.io and Amazon. And also, we really need your help because these lawsuits are very expensive. So please help us if you can. Yes, everything is called lawfare now. It's all lawfare, Naomi, right? It is true. And it's it's sadly, it's not free. It's these these lawyers you know, they're very good lawyers and they're not overcharging us, but it's it's expensive to fight the power and we really need people's help. Thank you. All right. We'll put that in the footnotes. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. Have a great Back day. keep you, ma'am.